Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, it's Caroline from G Thanks Just Bought It, reminding you that in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod. You can find products that don't make it onto the episodes and recommendations from listeners like you. So before you start this episode, give it a follow and say hi in the comments. And for a full list of every product we featured on G Thanks, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com slash episodes. See you there. Welcome to another episode of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought, what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sally Tamarkin. Hi, Sally. Caroline, hello. Oh my gosh. It has been kind of a wild week. Wild. Um, in the world wild of week. Su- submersibles. Oh my goodness gracious. That uh, whole nightmare. Are you like following the story? Like, are you into it? Uh, I I feel like I have been brought into it by enthusiastic friends texting mm. about it. Um, sure. So I would say I have a medium amount of knowledge. I like sort of tried to not get involved because it's I like don't want to know. It is so fucking terrifying to me. Um, yeah. However, not only Mm. have I failed at not knowing about it, I now have like read articles about other horrific things that have happened to people when they try to go deep into the ocean. So I feel like I I really failed at like avoiding this whole topic. What about you? Are you are you into it? I'm not like into it, but I definitely keep like checking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I have, I do have a lot of friends who are into it. I'm into it in the sense that I'm like <sighs> saddened by it, um, perplexed by like the whole charade of of the the exploring, the high risk exploratory community. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the thing that doesn't make a ton of sense to me is like if you signed all of these safety waivers, then you knew. I just don't understand why it's like a. a um, I mean, I do understand it. I, th- I think I'm just perplexed by the whole like. We stop everything and like here are millions of taxpayer dollars to find you on what ultimately was on paper like a very, very risky endeavor that you then signed away via waiver that you knew it was risky. I don't know. The whole thing just feels like so bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I saw a tweet that I didn't fact check, but seems right. 
Uh, mm. And if it's it not, then right. I'm, I'm part of the problem. I'm spreading this information. <laughs> but someone tweeted that in the state of New Hampshire, if you end up requiring a rescue out in nature as a result of your own negligence, you are responsible for the cost of your rescue. So like if you go hiking and you fail to like, you know, take safety precautions and do whatever it is you're supposed to do to stay safe. And then, you know, they have to like send a helicopter and a search and rescue team. You're on the hook for that. And, um, you know, I have to say like the, the, the whole thing, Caroline, do you watch Black Mirror? I don't. And I've never seen an episode. Okay. Well, I just, I'm rewatching some older episodes right now. And there's like kind of a persistent theme in some of the episodes uh, about the kind of grotesque, the like grotesquerie of people watching bad people suffer. And like Mm. this whole cycle of like, well, they're bad and so they should be punished and that's why and, – and like the amount of delight you get out of watching that and it just – Yeah, is they're this, like shot in front. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's just like this really intense spectacle where – I mean, I think we can all agree, <laughs> all of us in this room together, the <laughs> two of us, that all two yeah. of us can agree that like mm-hmm. these incredibly rich people taking incredibly stupid risks and then – in turn, like risking the lives of others who have to then like find them is just like, it's completely horrific. Yeah. Um, I will say that like the sort of performance of like glee that is now has like taken over my timeline. It feels a little bit, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. And like, I, I'm not, I'm not here to like defend these fucking ding-dongs for what they did. And sure. I, d- I think it's unethical to be a billionaire and and all of that. I com- 100% completely. Um, I will say that watching a bunch of people pr- pretend, pr- like act as though they're like the best day they've ever had in their lives is when they imagine someone suffocating at the bottom of the ocean. It's not an amazing look. I just I just don't think it's a great look. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I I like have a lot of questions. I I guess it's like I don't want anyone to suffer. I don't want anyone to die. I understand people use humor as like a as a coping thing. Cope not even like coping. I don't think like people who are using humor are like coping with anything. Yeah, fair. Like inter it, like you know a one-to-one connection of, like, coping with this. Coping with something else, sure. But I think the thing that gets me is just the, like, psychology of rich people trying – like, thinking they can just buy their way out of, like, a risk. Like, that's – I don't want them to die. I do have stern words. Right. Um, No, totally. Of course. And I also am so devastated for the 19-year-old who had nothing – to do like who just went with his dad like yeah for him I don't know the whole thing is like so the whole thing from soup to nuts yeah it's just grotesque I know yeah and and like I want to be clear like I am not going on record as saying (laughs) that the worst thing about this is people being mean online no 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 I know you're not you know what I mean like it's part of the story that people are like yeah, and like it's um, you know, I mean, we ha- we are in text 
we're in group chats where we have been extremely irreverent, if not blithe, about certain famous people suffering and dying. And I'm sure. not like when people are like, it's someone's like the queen who fucking cares. Like all these people, these people are terrible. Who cares? Like, um, but it's just like it now, like it there's this like public performance of like how funny it is, you think. And it's like, it's like, I don't mean to be a buzzkill mm. and people can joke about whatever they want, but it's like the the like you said, from soup to nuts, the whole thing feels completely disgusting to me. It's yeah, it's a little wild. Um it's the way we are recording this on June 22nd at 7 a.m. So by the time this episode comes out, there will be some sort of conclusive end to this story. Will there? I mean, what if they just like don't find them? Well, that's the conclusive end. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Because they're out of oxygen. Yeah. <sighs> I, Man. For what what I hope is that this was a if they don't find them, that this was a quick and painless end, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I tra being trapped in a Pringles can for more than 20 minutes for me would be enough. Like, I, I can't even. It's I was horrifying. like, I was looking at the diagrams of that thing and I was like, people with claustrophobia are correct. Like, <laughs> it should be terrifying yeah, to get into that thing. Terrifying. I I'm not getting into that thing on dry <laughs> land. Not even for a minute. Um, it, also, it didn't have any windows. You can just watch. And I know. I read that the window is the size of like the window in a washing machine. I mean, someone was like, just throw them 100 feet into the water and show them a video. I and know. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's not a, a bad idea. That's a great idea. It It but, is. It's, it's galling like how much money people spend to do really dangerous things. And it's like. That's. I, yeah. You know, and. Uh, I we're we're like this is relevant to one of the things I'm going to talk about later but like the uh there's just like a long legacy of rich idiots spending money to do dangerous things and just like also ruining a lot of lives like while they have their little adventures you know yeah I mean it's just it's like when you have that much money it's like they just push the envelope push the envelope push the envelope while also being under the guise that like money protects you from the horrors of the world mm -hmm. I'm afraid of the ocean and I am too so. don't go down there it don't is go not down there. they don't want us there and I don't want to be there no if God wanted us down there we would have fins and gills God that's does right. not want us down there you want to go for a swim okay that's your choice uh, yeah. but you're going all the way have you seen those graphics that show yeah how deep oh, the ocean have is I. I don't like, like it you and what's there I don't want it See, who's going like down there I mean and the thing is like Yes, these people were like probably given some assurance that it was safe, but like I personally cannot wrap my mind around ever thinking the ocean is safe. You know, what I mean, or space. Those are the two places we're not meant to be there. We're not meant to be there, but you know what? We have technology. Send cameras. Send Drop a camera down there. Drop a GoPro in the ocean and send me the file and I'll watch. I don't want to be there. I don't get what they're like what they're looking at. Like they're 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 spending 20 minutes looking at another wrecked thing through a tiny window. It just the whole thing isn't it it just it doesn't check out from any like it doesn't. It, it, yeah, I mean what, what can it, we say? It doesn't check out. It, 
it doesn't check out. But Sally, I have to tell you that it's very apt that this coincides with this episode because this book, Drowning. Oh, shit. Drowning. By TJ Newman, who is a geezer, a friend of mine. Oh, shit. Um, listen to the synopsis. Six minutes after flight 1421 takes off, it crashes into the ocean. The passengers who survive the crash think it's a miracle. They believe they're the lucky ones. Then the plane begins to sink to the ocean floor. The survivors are trapped inside. Against all odds, a massive rescue operation is launched to save them. There is not much time. There is even less air. Like, could this came out like like two weeks ago? This is wow. very timely. Wait, um, it came out two weeks ago? Yeah. Holy this shit. Book, Good job, TJ. Yeah, it's very timely. It. Um, Falling was her first book. This is her second. Um, and this sparked a conversation in the Facebook group uh, recently because a few people were like, I took, I had recommended it um, because her first book was so good. Falling was so good. And I was like, you know, if you're not one who like, can't read uh, flight crashing, like plane crashing fiction um, without maybe compromising your ability to ever get back on a plane. This is a great book. Uh, And a bunch of people read it and we're talking about like how riveting it is and it is super riveting. So I wanted to talk about it here. But then I realized like, wow, how timely. Very timely. Very timely. Um, So that, I mean... That's a recommendation, but I can't even imagine being the author of a book that, like, essentially the plot is the thing that is all over. Yeah, the is, new, it like, <laughs> is it good for news. sales or bad for sales? Where I think people, it's good for sales. You think okay, so you don't think people are? No, you're right because people are like, oh, this is harrowing. Where can I find more of this kind yeah. of story? How can I like? How can I experience this more? Which I think you can tell people are already doing if you if you're a person who browses Reddit because. I've seen a lot of Reddit posts from the uh, today I learned and like mildly interesting subs where people are sharing things that they've learned about various like deep sea things. So I, th- I think mm-hmm. people are like Googling um, deep sea disasters and stuff because I'm just seeing like a lot more of that that trivia around online. So I feel like TJ – you can probably make a killing. Probably, yeah. maybe that's not in good taste, but. <laughs> she, this became a New York Times bestseller. Um, her first book was a New York Times bestseller. She has an incredible story that I would like to share with you. Great. Um, in this book recommendation episode. One of the reasons why, I mean, besides the fact that she's a friend of mine, besides the fact that she's a great writer, I'm obsessed with her origin story as an author. Um, she is, was, was at this point, now she's a full-time writer, a flight attendant, and she wrote her first book, Falling, um, which was about a plane crash, on, like, cocktail napkins and, like, her phone and, like, in, like, in between shifts, like, working. Oh, my God. That's so cool. And, um, she remained steadfast and, and so many agents and publishers, like, turned it down, wanted her to rewrite it didn't love it and she like stuck with it and ended up getting um that coveted seven figure advance fuck yeah okay huge like 
huge uh, ad campaign, marketing campaign, which if you are familiar with the publishing world at all, you know, there's not a ton of money behind books. Like if they're, if a publishing company is like putting a ton of money behind your book, they really believe it's going to mm, okay. do incredibly well. But also that she's a woman in like a James Patterson sort of genre. Yeah, she is. And it's pretty amazing. So there's a few um, profiles of her in People Magazine, Washington Post, New York Times had one just about like how she did it. And what was so funny was my dad sent me the New York Times one last year when her first book came out Mm -hmm. and was like, why don't you do this? Like what, what's stopping you from writing your book on cocktail napkins? And I looked at the picture and I'm like, wait, I know her. She was dating a friend of a friend and I met her like on a random girl like weekend with like a bunch of different couples and I just like loved her and we stayed in touch. That's so um, cute. I love that. I know. And now her second book like is completely in the same realm as the story that's been taking over the news media. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy for her. It's it's big and it's big to penetrate a James Patterson world definitely you know? yeah it yeah it definitely seems like a boys club and for sure also where people have kind of their like favorite go-to authors and stuff yeah and i mean <clears throat> i also appreciate that she her her pen name is tj newman um i met her and know her as tori uh and i'm kind of obsessed with that she was like hmm, i'm gonna smart mask mask it up a little bit yeah no one's um, no one's buying a, a thriller <laughs> novel with a with tori's name with on a the lady's cover. name i know um but you know what you like you, you like know your audience know your market i totally get it yeah but anyway this is like one of the most riveting books i read a um galley uh over the winter and loved it and cannot even imagine how satiated I would feel reading this for the first time if I was really like itching for more content around low oxygen um uh <laughs> deep sea ocean if you were a deep um, sea disaster apparatuses head. yeah and in the in a fictional way that you can you know you can like people hate people and do that in in the world of a book where the people aren't real maybe like mm-hmm. stay off twitter and stop making jokes about other like real people dying um, but yeah, I, it's a great summer book. Are you afraid of flying, Sally? Are you a nervous flyer? Oh my God. I have a full blown phobia of flying, flying. Oh, okay. So maybe you wouldn't love this. Oh no, definitely not. <laughs> I would not. I don't, I could if read this, this book on a was plane in my home, I would like me. turn it over and not let, let the, I, so I didn't <laughs> have to see work. the cover. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, but if TJ ever writes a book about a flight going really well and really smoothly, <laughs> I'll definitely read it. TJ, um, that's your next book idea. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. How about a book that's just like landing one plane's mission to, I'm done. to wheels down? Yeah, I'm reading it. I'm reading it. <laughs> or like um, cru- cruising altitude and it's just about takeoff and it's just, it yeah. goes really smoothly. <laughs> No turbulence. The story yeah. of the world's most perfect flight. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair, 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 fair. Um, I'm just – I'm better on land. I don't want to go I, in the ocean. I don't want to go in the air. 
I understand. I totally get that. I am afraid of a lot of things. Flying isn't one of them. But maybe that's just because I just don't think too hard about it. Yeah, I think that like I think for a lot of people, there's like some element of fear and they can they're good at like practicing denial and being like, it's safe. It's regulated by the FAA and there's all these redundancies. Mm-hmm. And all of that is like completely true. Um mm-hmm. I I've spent so much time on this mm-hmm. particular fear of mine that I know I you cannot tell me a fact about how safe flying is that I don't already know. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean oh- there's you nothing know. more annoying than someone being like, well, actually, it's I know. more likely that you will die in a car I know. accident. I know. Like, I'm which not going to tell gotten, you that. Which I have gotten. No, I know you would never do that. I would never. I do think that like the normal amount of like – when people are like, oh, I'm a nervous flyer, I think like those people – um but but who are still able to like fly and enjoy it and whatever. I feel like those people are – I think that is like a healthy practicing of denial, you know, where you just mm-hmm. sort of are like – because even though it is really safe, I think it is kind of for a lot of people hard to like get your mind around the fact that you're in this like tube that's flying through the air, you know. But Yeah, you know, that's what – those are the things I don't think about. Right. Yeah. What I think is so funny – First of all, I think like a plane is like luxury. Like I'm like, yes, I want snacks and oh my god, I would love a sprite. Like I go nuts on a plane. Like I, know, I become I know. I'm like, I want a full sugar Coke. Thank you very much. Um, everything just tastes better on a plane. I fly JetBlue loyally. So like, you know, I love watching television on a plane. Totally. It's so different than watching television in my own house. On the land. thing that I yeah. find funny about planes is that like Oh, I can't, I wish I could find the story and I'm I'm going to botch what I read but I'll paraphrase um based on my memory. It's like this idea of like people are so detached from like the miracle of flying through the air, taking off, landing across the country in 6 hours that we forget that like oh my gosh if the Wi-Fi is down, if you know, the, if the seat like isn't reclining, like, oh, like that's the biggest issue. It's like, it's like all of that stuff by the wayside. If you just get me here safely. Totally. I know. I I feel the same way. I'm like, what do you mean? Like the, the, the light above my seat is out. (laughs) Like this is like that nothing could be worse. Yeah, totally. Um, Not, yeah. No one has suffered as much as I'm suffering right now. Yeah. (laughs) Healthy detachment. Okay. So this book isn't for the faint of flight. Um, if you are someone who loves a thriller, who can detach, you know, this kind of uh, drama from your own in-plane experience, it's incredible. Um, or, or like, I feel like there are some people who it's like good for them to like experience pretend scenarios, you know, where, yeah. so I, th- I feel like, I feel like with certain, for some people it can be sort of therapeutic, even if they are kind of freaked out by something like a disaster on a plane, it's like mm. good to encounter a fictitious like representation of it. Sure. As if th- I'm saying that as a therapist, but not as a you. licensed therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not me. I think someone at, someone at my level of like phobia just needs to be basically given like general anesthesia to get on an airplane. So do you like medicate? Oh my God, Caroline. I <laughs> I medicate so intensely that like Andrea has to 
basically keep her eyes on me all the time. I mean, I do it, I do it through a, like, I, I have a psychiatrist who prescribes of it course, and tells me no. how much to take. But Sally, Sally's in a back alley uh, <laughs> yeah. with a, a man in a trench. Totally. Um, okay. So yes, you are prescribed. Yeah. You are and not- basically I, I've, I've, I've been like, give me the amount of medication that won't kill me, but is like, ju- is just shy of what would kill me. That's how much I need. And I do need to be like babysat. I, and I, I wasn't always so like funny. this. I, I wasn't always like this. I have had many good flying experiences in my life, but. You haven't or have? I have. I have. I have. Oh, so can I ask where this started? Do you know? You don't want to, you don't want to get into This is like too. This is a lifelong. Yeah. This is okay. not lifelong, but like long enough. It's And it's it's not for the podcast. But just no. <laughs> this is behind a paywall, okay? You have yeah. to be a fair. You have to be a licensed professional exactly. to hear the origin story. Um, it's also it's also not interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's you're, just yeah, like it's, it's like it's hearing like, about someone's dreams, right? It's like you know, just think of the ways that like everyone is a mess and struggles in their lives. This is just mm. my flavor of it. You know, it's like it's <laughs> it's not interesting. I I totally get that. I respect it. Um, I think that it's good that you have a plan in place. It doesn't preclude you from going places. Although um, I, the pandemic was a huge relief to me, as I'm sure yeah. you, many people can relate to being relieved by the pandemic because, <laughs> because uh, no one was flying for like a couple of years. So it wasn't even yeah. like a question, you know. I know. Um, so that being said, yeah, this is not the book for you. It was, however, the book for me. I didn't mean um, to make this all about me. How about if you make one of my recommendations all about you? I hope to. Just to um, even the score. I have plans to. Uh, yeah, that that's – I was going to recommend this book anyway when we decided to do a book episode. It is just mere coincidence that the biggest story in the news right now is this missing, submersible. Um you know the other annoying thing, and then we'll just move on from this, is just the mm-hmm. like the like people just trying to get retweets and likes on like, well, it's actually not a submarine. It's technically a submersible. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, great. Like jerk off emoji. I don't care. <laughs> um, it doesn't it, everyone ugh, ugh, uh, I know. This I, listen, this first... is what I'm talking about. Like it makes everyone annoying. When there's it one of everyone annoying that we're all focusing on, everyone is annoying. And there's like mm-hmm. there's like occasionally there's a good tweet and you laugh and you send it to your group chat, but mostly we're all just very annoying. The payoff is if 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 you have to suffer for the one good tweet you send for your group chat, it's honestly not worth it. It does remind me of, you know, I think it was the the missing plane in either 2014, whenever that was, 2014, 2015. Um, that was another day where it was like jokes, but also horrifying. But also, uh, where are they? But I, also, I don't, I don't remember. Is that like one of the like the Malaysia ones? It's the missing Malaysia plane. Yeah, yeah. You've obviously repressed that. I, I've repressed it all. But it's Andrea is very into plane stuff, so <laughs> <laughs> she uh, um 
we were like looking through Netflix and there's a documentary, I think, about the one that you're yes. talking about. Yeah, it just came out a couple months ago. Yeah. And so I was like, oh man, what happened there? And she unleashed just an it just it was a, a volcano eruption of like facts that you were she's just, just saying to keeping... nobody what happened there. And Andrea was like, let me tell you. Yeah. And she's been keeping all these facts inside because she knows that I'm not the person to talk about it with. But yeah, hard Send pass her. on that whole genre. Send her my way next time. I will. I will um, for Andrea sure. and I are already have so many conversations going about Vanderpump rules about, you know, I think she kind of stayed on the selling sunset train longer than she you did, did. For sure. Yeah. Um, so so I'll just add add that just, to the list of things I'll you guys add talk transportation about. Transportation disasters yeah. to the list. Wonderful. Um, I know the last time we chatted when we decided to do a <clears throat> book episode, you recommended uh, the It Girl by Ruth Ware, specifically in audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to look at because I was like, I know Ruth Ware's work, but I can't mm-hmm. remember which book I read. And that is because I use a Kindle. And so mm-hmm. you don't have that like association between cover and story that you mm-hmm. usually get if you're reading a real book. So I need to know what else you brought to the table. Um, specifically from a well no not specifically I was going to ask you to get specific but I don't want you to get specific I want you to just tell me what books you're bringing to the table because the Ruth Ware specific audiobook rec piqued my interest so I need to know what else you have what else you have for me um, that might, that's probably my most specific recommendation in terms of like also recommending the, um, the format, but yeah. I, I do have one that is kind of related to what we started talking about. It is called in the kingdom of ice, the grand mm-hmm. and terrible polar voyage of the USS Jeanette. Uh, oh my gosh, we really, yeah, we're going, we're going hard. We're going the in that we're under the sea. Okay. In, sorry, in the. Uh, in the Kingdom of Ice. Kingdom of Ice. Okay. And it's it's a book about a voyage in the late 19th century um, it, to the North Pole. Okay. And it was like in an era of – it's. I feel like it was like the previous era of rich idiots doing stupid things. And the, mm. the thing that they did in those days was to try to like go to – the South Pole and the North Pole, and the this this is the most like harrowing <laughs> tale. I mean, I think every really? every every voyage to the North or South Pole in like the 18th and 19th century probably like ends in a similar way. But this is like this author basically tells the story and has recreated like the journey in pretty painstaking detail through like logs and stuff like that. This and is it's nonfiction. Just nonfiction. Woo. And, and it's a story about this guy who um, set sail in 1879 to try to uh, get to the North Pole. And basically everything uh, – just th- things go incredibly wrong. And mm, I it's can't just, imagine. <laughs> like, it's a, you're kidding. Uh-huh. I know. Can you believe it? In 1879, an expedition to the North Pole ended badly. Um, and it's like – I mean, it's just like it's painstakingly detailed and recreated. It's absolutely a page turner. I mean, it's a 500-page book about a 19th century expedition, but uh, but like it's just 100% like I couldn't put it down. It was my my like beach read uh, two summers ago. And nice. it just, 
yeah, it's just, it's like fascinating. And there's just a ton of interesting, you know, it's like, it's an era where people like wrote letters to each other in hard copy and stuff like that and kept hard copy journals and all that. So there's just like, he, the author is pulling from so many sources and it's like just a really rich recreation. So if you want to get lost in a story, um, granted with a lot of disaster in it and you will, there's some shit in there that will like blow your hair back, but, um, it's really good. Uh, this is that's extremely up my alley. Oh, nice. Um, okay. So I like really, really love stuff like that. Um, I'm I'm like into fiction from like a like I love like a beach read fiction. Um, and then mostly I swing nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so looking is- at my recommendations and realizing that I have a lot of nonfiction too. But yeah, this is definitely like. It, it's so it, – it's such an interesting story and it's so well told that it feels like it could be fiction. Oh, interesting. That's – and that's what I – yeah, exactly. I want something real that's fictionalized in the storytelling. Like I don't want to read a textbook. This isn't fictionalized, but it is a really good story and it'll okay. it'll feel fictionalized. Is there dialogue? S- mm, yeah. Okay. Imagined. Sort of. Maybe imagine. Well, okay. Yeah. I'll read it. I'll read yeah. it and I'll let you know. And then you tell me. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I don't know. I want to see if you know. Um, <laughs> that's – that. so, okay. So so are there like copies of letters that were written and, and journal entries? Uh, yeah, well, like quotes from it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like all – and like logs, you know, because they had these like – dudes who are part of the crew whose whole job was to like meticulously record everything about the weather and every like part of the thing that they're doing is as they're traveling out there is taking extensive notes of like every single thing they see and hear and feel and run into because mm-hmm. they're doing this they're they're doing this like heretofore undone thing. Yeah. So they're just the records to pull from are you know super extensive. Okay. And so this is called In the Kingdom of Ice. It's by Hampton Sides. Mm-hmm. Good name. Hampton Sides. Hampton Sides. It's very fake British. It sounds name. totally made up. I guess we we know two authors who came up with pen names for their yeah, books. Exactly. Maybe that's a thing. <laughs> I get it. My pen name is the real John Max. And when I when I pen my first book about some exploratory transportational trauma. Yeah, you have to come up with it has to be like a a a kind of transportation no one's written a disaster book about yet. What could it be? Like a Um, gondola or something? Yeah, or yeah, like a gondola, but maybe specifically like the gondola at like Disney World. See, we're already on to something. I know. I've already, no one write that book, okay? And I know you're all out there <laughs> starting, and I don't want to hear about it. After we finish twenty on six, we'll start working <laughs> on that. Twenty on book. six, exactly. Did you ever listen to the? And I'm pretty sure I brought it up here before, but like on this topic, um, because if you like this book, I think you would like this podcast. The thirty for thirty episode about the all women exploratory team that I went to the North did. Pole. Oh, yes. How good was that? Really, really good. Yeah. Like I I went through a brief phase of being really interested in the the um North and South Pole expedition <laughs> stories. Yeah, your your Santa Claus origin. You origin know you know story. how I get yeah, exactly. <laughs> it started with Santa and then it just it unraveled from there. But yeah. yeah, I um the and they're just um yeah, it's fascinating shit. 
Yeah, it is really fascinating. Yeah, this if if you're like if you like can't get enough of like people doing extremely risky things, um, this is also another piece of media to consume. Oh yeah, um, what I was gonna say I was like what I was gonna say is that like the whole thing with this sub. Sorry, submersible. It reminds me so much Thank of you. In the Kingdom of Ice because yeah. um, there are these these people who are just like, I'm an explorer. That's what I do. I explore. And what they mm-hmm. are are like incredibly wealthy men who are able to – and, you know, maybe they have some sort of – like I think the guy who's the captain of this was – he was like I think a naval captain maybe or something like that um, – but they like they just sort of like anoint themselves and it's like incredibly dangerous and they leave behind their families and there is some stuff about like the the partners that get left behind and some of them are like this was just who our father was and if you know he he died the way he wanted to die i'm not spoiling the book i'm talking totally in, in generalities yeah. as like a thing that pe- family of these people tend to say and then others are like um it's not great like, <laughs> I, I wish that, like, this person that I share a family with didn't decide to, like, devote their whole life and essentially mine to this really dangerous nonsense. But here we are. And I was just thinking about that a lot with, like, these dudes in the submersible. I do think that there is an absolute difference between, like, educating yourself and devoting your life to something in like a, and this feels policey of me, but I'm just trying to get out how I'm feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it just feels different. There's something that's like inherently, I think so stupid about just being like, I have the money to do this. So I'm going to do it. Like there's no reason why this thing should cost $250,000 other than the fact that it, someone said this cost two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars, and five people who could afford it paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like, if this was someone's like, like no one. My feeling, based on everything that I've read and watched in the last couple of days, is like people who are really actually dedicated to this would never have gotten on this submersible. Like, yeah. it's very like. Like, no one thought this was safe. Everyone thought this had problems. Like, they weren't getting, like, the correct clearance they needed to do it. Like, there's there's a difference between, like, really devoting your life to doing something and taking risks along the way and being like, I have $250,000. Yeah, I'll do it because, like, because, like, it will make me special or, like, I'll have something to, like, talk about. Yeah, it's it's. It's gross. I mean, even these people, even these people that like do, do things safely and invest a lot of money in doing things safely, like climbing Mount Everest. It's like, why do you want to climb Mount Everest? Like, it's not like, leave it alone. Like, you know, just like the way. It doesn't like you. It doesn't like you. And Mm -hmm. like the weird ways that like, whatever. I mean, we don't need to get into a whole thing. No, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. the, The whole thing of like exploration, quote unquote, is just like, it's so questionable. I think we're good with what we've found so far. <laughs> let's just like let's yeah. just work on keeping what we have. I think I yeah, I I just I guess my feeling is like I think NASA is great. I think Elon Musk is bad. I see what you're saying, yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like if yeah, like we need science. Mm-hmm. You know, we need people. What we don't need are like morons 
who are just like, yeah, but I have money. Right. I can do what I want because I have the money too. Exactly. I think yeah. we need – I'm glad we went to the moon. I think we should have ended there. Yeah, it's like just it's send, enough. Like I said, send a GoPro. I don't think we need actual humans. Agree. Um. Okay. So now that we have our transportation trauma section Out of, of the our bookshelves way. covered. Mm-hmm. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What else do you have on your list oh, great. that you recommend? Can, okay. So you had asked me about like fantasy and sci-fi. I have. Which I have to say that like I don't read a ton of, but I did go through and pick out some like faves. So I can't even remember who recommended this book to me, but it's called The Good Luck Girls. Hmm. And I think it might either be a trilogy or there are two of them, whatever a trilogy is called when there are two. Yeah. uh, Um, It's just a – Two books. <laughs> a two a twoology. Um, <laughs> yep. It's by Charlotte Nicole Davis, and okay. it it's kind of um, it's like it has a little bit of fantasy. It has a little bit of like there's a little bit of kind of like magic in it, but it also deals with a lot of like sort of like current day issues around like gender and stuff like that. I saw it described as Westworld meets The Handmaid's Tale, which ooh okay y- yeah, which. I mean, isn't exactly it, but it's like close. Um, I think it might actually be a YA series, which I didn't really realize at the time when I was reading, but it's cool. There are like um, non-binary characters and queer characters and it's a cool, like it's a, it's a dystopian thing, but like with a, with a rebellion in it. And um, it just like with a lot of interesting new ideas. Um, What do they, what's the like, is there like a, basically I'm like is there a plot what is there a plot there's no (laughs) plot so um it's just so transcendent in that way it's post plot it's post plot so it's about these girls who work at a welcome house which is basically like they are um um they're forced into sex work basically okay um in this like in this like dystopian reality um and it's about how they cope with that life and how they – I don't really want to, like, spoil anything plot-wise, okay. but it's, okay. it's about how these, like, how these young people, mostly women, um, resist and oh, okay. deal. Um, and it's great. It I, I, think I, I think I read all of the I, – I wish I could remember how many books there are in the series. I read all of them and I – oh, it's book one of two. Okay, so there's two. There's two. Okay. And I really, really liked both of them. Nice. Okay, I'm going to put this in my – The Good Luck uh, Girls. And then the second one is called The Sisters of Reckoning. Great. Are they like quick reads? Yeah, they're like page turners for sure. Nice. Yeah. I can't remember how long they are. Um, novel length. I don't know, a couple hundred pages maybe. Novel length. I like that. Okay. 
352 pages. Okay. When, when did you read these? Um, during the pandemic, the mm-hmm. Good Luck Girls came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. So they're all out pretty recently. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll add this to my list. Um, is there any part of it that you – I get a little tripped on sci-fi and fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, even in like the world of like Harry Potter, like I wasn't even into it as a kid because I was like, I don't even know – like w- these words make no sense. Like that's not a word. Like you can't just make up a word. Like I was very like – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Like I don't – I didn't – I don't want to use my imagination. Um, is there any part of this that that tripped you up or is it pretty a seamless effort? I think actually this might be a good entry in that mm-hmm. case into like into fantasy because it's um there is some magic stuff, but it's pretty light and it's also explained. There's not a lot of like made up words and stuff like that. I mean, there's definitely like, you know, there's like an introduction to some of these concepts because it's a different world than the one that we live in, than our reality. But it's not like, it's not a book like Harry Potter, which is like filled with tons of proper nouns and made up words and stuff like that. I think this is probably okay. a good, a good entry. Um, okay, cool. I'm then I'm into it. Um, and I will try it. Weirdly, I just realized one of my, one of my recommendations is sort of sci-fi and fantasy, but I don't think of it that way. Interesting. Um, did you read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin? I did. Um, did you like it? I You can be honest. I I mediumed it. I like okay. I did I I didn't hate it mm-hmm. and I didn't really like it that much. Okay. Well, that's good because we're not gonna talk about that book. Um <laughs> Gabrielle Zevin's I think it's her first book called Elsewhere, which came mm. out in 2005, is probably my number one most recommended book. Wow. It's YA. I love this book so much. I um, literally tell everybody to read it. It is about a girl who, a 15-year-old girl who gets killed like on in the first crash. page. And I'm like, gosh, no. She gets hit by a car while she's on a bike. Okay. And she dies. And uh, keeping in, in line with transportation disasters. Transportation disasters, exactly. There are no, actually, there are no other books. Um, in this the, is in the, the whole only world. kind of book. Yeah. This yeah, no, is I, ag- I agree with that. So she dies and she, she wakes up um, and she finds herself on a cruise ship. And she lands in a place called Elsewhere where everyone that has ever lived and then died goes after they – it's like the parallel universe. Okay. But it's so sweet. And it's so – I found it so comforting. Um, Mm. I read it after my grandparents died. And because I'm not a very religious person – um, I'm not very comforted by the idea of like heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I loved world building mm. in a way that suggested like, this is where people I love are. Mm. It really stuck with me. I read it for the first time in 2009. So I would have been like 22 or 23 and I read it like pr- at least once a year. 
Oh, that's um, awesome. And I buy it for other people. But it's it's such a quick read. It's YA. It's so sweet. I don't know. I just and and I love that even if you mediumed it, I love that Gabrielle Zevin um had such a hit with Tomorrow and Tomorrow Tomorrow because I hope it leads people back to elsewhere. Yeah. Cause but you've been it is for her. so good. And it's like just so it's just a, it's it's so lovely. And so anytime anyone I love loses someone close to them, I always buy them a copy of this book. You know, no oh, wow. pressure to read it. But I'm always like, if you're not, if you're similarly not comforted by the idea of heaven, which if you are great, <clears throat> that's like a built in thing that you get. But I think I was looking for a, you know, a piece of media or a piece of literature that was like, something alternative that was just as comforting that provided some sort of like calm. Um, Love that. So like, like everyone on elsewhere, like gets a job. Oh, the, the idea of elsewhere without, and this doesn't spoil anything, but the point is that you go to elsewhere, the age you are when you die and you age backwards until you are an infant. And then they send you down the river and you're reborn on earth. Oh, I know. It's just like sweet. It's like sweet. And like, it's, it's perfectly, I had no questions. Like to me, there were no plot holes. There were no like, wait a sec, but like, yeah, it's really, it's very nice. So I, I hope you read, I hope you take my rack and read it. It's, it's very cute. Yeah. It sounds great. I'm going to add it to my list. It sounds like a nice comfort read. Totally. Um, yeah, especially if you've lost someone, if you're sad, if you're missing somebody who's gone. Um, I found it. I've found it very helpful. Yeah. Um, Love that. And oh, yeah. So like. Like. It's it has great weather. Picasso like has a gallery like in town. Marilyn oh, Monroe amazing. is like a psychic. <laughs> but how um, come she didn't like reverse age backwards and isn't there anymore? Well, okay. Don't like get like technical. Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry, sorry. sorry. But I mean, okay. like maybe, maybe like it was passed on to someone else. Like they don't, they don't focus so much on like okay, the famous okay, okay. people. Got it, got it. But they're basically. I'm like just- the one who's telling you it's a submersible, not a submarine. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, Marilyn Monroe would actually not, not be in elsewhere anymore. Um, but it is, it's really nice, and also, I don't know. I just like love it. Um. I think it's brilliant. I wish it had been optioned into like a TV show or a movie. Maybe I'll be the Maybe one. Maybe it will be it. with the with the success of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. I would love that. I would. I really would. I really love this book. And when Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow came out, I was like, people, you don't even know. You don't even know that the best book she's done. She's already done. You're a real um, seven head. I'm a seven head. Um, I just this book meant meant and continues to mean so much to me. Love it. Love a what's, personal wreck. What's the book you have reread the most? Because this would, I guess, be mine. Um, I it might be. I know why the cage bird sings. Really, by Maya Angelou. Yeah, I haven't reread it in a long time, but from the time I read it in seventh grade through my like early adulthood, I read it constantly. Really? Um, yeah. Um, I think that I don't really, I don't reread books very much. So I don't, 
I don't really – that's like kind of outdated, but that is probably the book I've reread the most. What I find interesting about that is that there are – even if they're amazing books, and there are, like I think The Handmaid's Tale is like incredible, right? But when, when I was in 10th grade and they made us read it, all of a sudden it just turned into a book that I was being forced to read. Mm. So I think it's really impressive that someone assigned – did someone assign you, I know, Why the Caged Bird Sings? Yeah. And you – were able to like love it despite it being homework. I loved it. I mean, I also was assigned Handmaid's Tale in 10th grade and I loved that too. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is you're a little bit of a teacher's pet. So I'm a little bit of a teacher's pet. Um, <laughs> that doesn't surprise uh, me in a good I way, haven't, but it doesn't yeah, surprise Yeah, I me. haven't liked everything. I've been, I like, I was assigned The Hobbit in sixth grade and I was like, I'm not reading this. This is yeah. ridiculous. I faked so it's reading not like of every single. Oh, I also did. And I, I wrote an essay <laughs> and my teacher wrote, try reading the book instead of watching the movie next time. And I was like, damn, she got me. (laughs) Wow. Exactly what I did. That's exactly how I uh, took on of Mice and Men. But, but what was it about? I know why the cage bird sings for you. I mean, the writing is just really beautiful and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and a lot of it, she's talking about the part of her life that I was in at the time, which was like, adolescence. Like there's just a lot in there about like being a teen and her life is actually obviously way, way, way different than mine in like a million ways. But it's just very, just like a very beautiful like exploration of what it's like to, um, it's a coming of age story. You know what I mean? And the writing is just beautiful and like lyrical and poetic. And she's, I really like memoirs like she's and she's grappling with like all this stuff that like happened to her or around her. And I think that like I read it for the first time at it and continue to read it throughout the time in my life when I I just feel like as a teen and like a a young, like a 20 something, you're in the phase of your life where you're like actively trying to figure out things that happen to you or things that happen around you. And that's kind of what she's doing. So it just it really stuck with me. That's really nice. I've only read it once, and I think probably not since I was like 15 or 16. Yeah, I should definitely reread it. It's been a so while, I but it, it. I used to keep it by my bed, and I was just sort of like always reading it. Do you have a library card? I do. Do you go to the library? I do not. See, I, me, I me go too. to my library app. I'm Oh, okay. See, I'm so bad with a library. Oh, you mean like physically? Go- well, I do. I mean, I, I do read a ton of library books like on my Kindle, but yeah, that doesn't do require Libby. me to leave my house. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to the library. No, right? no, for sure. I think it's just like, I'm so overwhelmed by the amount of books in the world. Yeah. And I'm never, I am not one of those memes that's like, there's this many books, but like the, reasonably the only amount that one human could read in a lifetime is like just a fraction of this. I'm more like, there's so many TV shows. How will I ever? Um, I know. I, I relate I'm, to that. I'm super overwhelmed by libraries whenever I go in. Same with bookstores. I think that's why I gravitate towards the Kindle. I kind of like haven't browsed in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I should just take my library card over to my library and Maybe browse today. I, I do love a good browse, especially at like a used bookstore. Oh, the best. You know, like it's just uh, I, I do. I, I tend to like feel guilty when I buy books because there I have so many books 
in my possession that I have not read, but yeah. I do love a good browse. I do love a good browse. And Goodwill always has like a good book. Like if you're mm. looking for like a perfect book to bring to the beach, it's at a Goodwill somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Totally. I really love I I'm gonna I just bought um I know why the cage bird sings for my Kindle. Oh, nice. Because it's been so long. And mm. I, I feel embarrassed that it's been so long. Um, and I probably couldn't tell you anything about it because I probably like rolled my eyes through it being like, meh, homework. <laughs> and now I feel like I could have an appreciation. I mean, it's my freaking Angelou. It's my Angelou. It's true that like I bet you if I read it now, I would have a whole different reaction and, and relationship you should, to it. Right? Yeah, and you should. And you should. Yeah, totally. I mean, books mean different things to different people at different times. I mean, I re reread elsewhere, you know, once a year and like it, the way that I thought about it. 15 years ago when I read it is different than it's I It's like a different thing each time. That's really I cool. I mean, I know more people who have died at this point in my life than I did 15 years ago. I mean, that's just the long and short of it. You're an adult now. Mm -hmm. Or so you say. Allegedly. Alleged adult. Um, This just got me excited to like... I also don't believe in like guilty pleasures. I don't like just read what you want to read. It doesn't matter what it is. I think we should Agree. be reading more. Um, Agree. I hate the like sort of ableist conversation of like listening to audiobooks isn't the same as reading. It's like, oh, it's literally the exact same experience. It's the same um, thing. Yeah. I don't love audiobooks. I think we talked, we touched on this a little bit last episode because sometimes the narration puts me to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I'm always looking for either a celebrity memoir. You had said you have Jessica Simpson on deck. Mm -hmm. Um, I just finished Andy Cohen's Daddy Diaries. Um, nice. Which I just, it's just easy, digestible, perfect mm -hmm. driving experience. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard Daisy Jones and the Six is a really good book to listen on audio. I've also heard that. I think I have that audio book. I haven't listened to it yet, though. But I would love to hear Jeezer's, Geezer's favorite audio book, Rex. Um, one time I did try listening. I, again, ha did not read Harry Potter as a kid, didn't read it as an adult either, but try, I was like, oh, maybe on like a long drive, I'll listen to book one. Like that would be exciting. I literally almost passed out and like drove <laughs> off the road. I was so bored, not with the story, but like sometimes audiobook narration is just so sterile. It's so, yeah. I mean, it's it, uh, and then sometimes it's the opposite where the, uh, the narrator puts so much mustard on it that it's like kind of hilarious. Mustardy. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I tried to listen to some of the Game of Thrones books and I oh was like, I, I, I read them and I was like, I'm going to listen to the audiobook. And I think I got through one and I was like, never again, because it's just too, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's it just much. reminds me that in college I did used to go to the library and do and get audiobooks on CDs. Like this just pre, That's right. Yeah. In a pre-Amazon audible world, in a pre-smartphone world. And I, and I don't know, I want to kind of like revisit and find my love for it again. Well, um, I do. I do have. I do have a good audiobook recommendation then for let's, you. Let's close out the show with your good audiobook recommendation because that's what I'm looking for. Okay, so I really love the fiction of Sarah Waters okay. because all, all not all of her books, almost all of her books are very queer in both okay. like gender and sexuality stuff. Um, so she wrote um, "Tipping your, the Velvet." Your, yeah, where did you start? So I. 
I've read the book, The Paying Guests in like book form, but I recently reread it in audiobook form and it's really, really, really good. I oh. I assume that like I, I really like the narrator whose name is Juliet Stevenson. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if she did the if she has done Sarah Waters' other books. She didn't do Tipping the Velvet. But Tipping the Velvet, Fingersmith, and The Paying Guests are all by Sarah Waters. They're all really, really good. The only one I've listened to as an audiobook is The Paying Guests, and I love it. It's great. And and it was not Drive Off the Road <laughs> bored. No, I mean, I I mean, no. I mean okay. The narrator is English and they and the characters are English. So I don't know if if a British accent puts you to sleep and no shame if it does because it's calming for a lot of us. It might I mean I do listen to the Great British Bake Off sometimes as I drift So that off, so that so. yeah, I mean that's a thing. Potential. Um and it's also like um but I don't know, it's a pretty interesting like things happen in this book. It's like it's plotty. So um that that I think helps. Okay, that is a really good okay. I'm I have a list going of like books. I don't care what the book is. The only requirement is that like people really like listening to it. And I hope to amass just a collection of books, far flung genres, far flung premises, but that are just enjoyable to listen to in the to, car. for actually listening. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one thing you already know this hack because we've talked about it, but like memoirs, people reading their own memoirs to me is like the best yes. audiobook experience. And that's almost always um gonna be a good listen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for you to listen to um Jessica Simpson's open Yeah, book. yeah, totally. It is great. I would drive because I can't listen to audiobooks unless I'm driving because mm-hmm. people I I'm so jealous of people who can do it while they're doing other things, but like my mind wanders mm-hmm. if I'm like cleaning my house or whatever. Um, so I would get in my car and just drive to nowhere just to listen oh, to this I love book. that. It was so yeah. good. Okay. So we have like a pretty solid little bookshelf of, of recommendations here. And I'm going to open up a thread on, fa- on the Facebook group when this episode nice. comes out so that people can talk about their recs. I want to know what okay, everyone's cool. most reread book is and like maybe just a recent recommendation. And especially yeah, good- if it's transportation. Most reread, especially with transportation. Most read is a really good question. I, I I think I might try getting back into rereading. I'm gonna reread. I know why the cage bird sings, and then maybe some other like faves of yesteryear and yeah. see how they hold up. Sometimes it's just like a little warm blanket. You can kind of like it's like rewatching a show that you've already seen. Like you can kind of like dip in and out. That's true. You can true. be distracted. You already you know, know how it's gonna end. One thing I do miss about a physical book because I read almost all in Kindle as well, is picking up a book and just that you've read a million times and just going to a random part of it. Oh, yes. Which is you can't really do on Kindle. And I miss that. You can. And (gasps) and what? You can? No, no, you can't. Oh, I thought you said you can. I got really excited. I thought you were about to tell me about like a hidden thing I didn't know about. I mean, you could, I guess, but it's not the same sensation of just like flipping it open. Yeah. I also just, like I said, I miss being able to correlate this story with the cover, which I don't have on Kindle. So often I'm like, oh, no, I've never read that. And then like a quarter way through a book, I'm like, I have read this. Totally. Um, 
So, okay, good. So we have a, a pretty robust shelf of books. I'm excited. And um, TJ Newman, I know you're listening. Congratulations on timing your second book perfectly to a global story. Well done. And if you want um, a consultation on the perfect book <laughs> about a smooth takeoff <laughs> and landing. And the Wi-Fi please, doesn't have to be reset reach out at all during that yeah. flight. Amazing. Sally, as always, thank you so much for um, joining for another week. And My pleasure. I can't wait to hear what you think of Elsewhere. And Same. I am going – I think I am going to start the um, the first one you recommended. The, the, the In the, the Kingdom of Ice? Ham- yeah, at the Hampton Sides. Hampton Sides. I'm going to – Hampton gonna- Sides. I'm currently listening to an audiobook that's 19 hours long. And uh, also, I keep having to rewind because my mind keeps wandering, as you mentioned. So, when I finish this book in like six months, I'm definitely (laughs) going to pick up elsewhere. Perfect. I can't wait to hear what you think. Um, And we will see y'all for another episode next week. In the meantime, head over to the Facebook group. Please let us know the book that you've reread the most in your life any other current recommendations you have and we'll build out a little shelf on bookshop.org and uh, we'll talk to you next week stay safe and out of the ocean <laughs> you just listened to another episode of do you Thanks just bought it edited and mixed by veronica gruba and produced and hosted by me caroline moss in between episodes, you can always head to the G Thanks Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod and the G Thanks Facebook group to get and give life changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424 245 0736 with a product recommendation, and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. G Thanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our G Thanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash G Thanks and friends.